My name is Marley Severs, and I have a passion for cheerleading. I've loved the sport from a very young age and have been involved in it for over a decade. After my high school career, I began working for the National Cheerleaders Association, where I instruct middle school and high school cheer teams all over the nation at summer camp. I also work as a silver level choreographer for NCA and just finished up my fifth summer with the company. When I was only 18 years old, I began as an assistant cheerleading coach for my old high school cheer team and was promoted to co-head coach with the other assistant partway through the season. Now I've begun coaching for a different high school team. I started this podcast as an outlet to express my ideas on coaching as well as to share some of the trials and tribulations that occur in the sport. Welcome to another episode of the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I want to start off by saying thank you guys for being patient with me. I decided that this podcast will only be airing episodes every other Sunday as to give myself a little bit of a break and to make sure that the content that I'm putting out there for you is the best quality that it could be. So thank you again for being patient and expect to be hearing from me every other Sunday from now on. So with that, let's get started. In today's episode, we will be talking about how to get your athletes to stay motivated. Now throughout my coaching experience, it always happens towards the end of the season where our athletes start to get a little burnt out. Unfortunately, Burnout happens in all areas of life, whether it's with work or extracurriculars. If you're doing something too often, too frequent, you're going to get burnt out on it. So we want to make sure that our athletes are staying motivated so that they continue to participate in the sport to the best of their ability and want to participate with us again next season. There have been many athletes that I've come across that just no longer have a desire to participate in the sport, and that's okay. Sometimes people fall out of love with whatever activity that they are participating in, but we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to avoid that and hope that you as a coach or your program in general aren't causing them any unpleasant feelings towards the sport. So today we're going to talk about various ways that you can motivate your athletes. You should first know the two common types of motivation. There's extrinsic and intrinsic. Extrinsic is the use of external factors to encourage and motivate a player to perform in the way that you want them to, whether it be positive or negative. So an example of extrinsic motivation would be in a sports environment and a positive extrinsic motivator could be something like we won't condition at the end of practice today, or you get to go home a little early, or you don't have to run a mile next week, or whatever it is. A negative extrinsic motivator would be, you should do this, or we will run that mile. So then there's intrinsic motivation, and intrinsic motivation is the internal desire within a player to improve, achieve, and succeed. It's our jobs as coaches to be able to light that fire within them so that they desire to rise to the occasion. Every challenge that comes their way, they will want to accomplish because we are motivating them from within. The best coaches use intrinsic motivation by inspiring their players and 
won't have to use extrinsic and less effective methods of motivation. Before the season even begins, you should really create the right environment. Motivation starts at the beginning of the season. When a player arrives for your training sessions or our beginning of the year tryout clinics, they should feel invited into your environment and they should feel like they're already a part of the team. You can make them feel that way by creating a positive environment in and around your practice spaces. So double check this by looking around and noticing if the environment inspires confidence in your athletes. And if it doesn't, you can make small improvements in various ways like investing in new equipment or changing the space in which you practice. In cheerleading, we really only have mats and maybe a speaker to listen to music. So what breeding a positive environment might look like for a cheerleading coach would be being a positive role model for your athletes and also maybe having some motivators on the wall. I've seen posters of goal lists and goal sheets on the walls before and maybe a quote or a vision board. Something like that would breed a positive environment for your athletes. You might want to also ask yourself if you are promoting that positivity while you're interacting with your team. Positivity in coaching is a much more effective method of success than being an authoritarian coach that doesn't connect with their team. And this is true for teams of this generation. Our Gen Z friends prefer a positive environment. And I I know firsthand that being an authoritarian and a strict coach is effective at times, but not all the time. And your athletes really do thrive on receiving praise for what they do right. Instead of constantly pointing out all that they've done wrong, maybe let some things go by the wayside and tell them what they're doing right. Some Athletes are more motivated by this because they feel like they're actually accomplishing something. When you're constantly pointing out the negative in their experience with the sport, they're not going to have a good time. They're not going to enjoy the sport as much as they would if they knew that they were doing something right with it. You can bring yourself closer to your players and connect with them better by allowing them to know that you also share a passion for the sport. With this, you and your team can become closer and they can be a little more motivated to fight for each other, to work with each other and work with you, knowing that you're all in it for a common goal. And because you all love the sport. One other way to get your athletes to stay motivated is by creating effective communication. Communication is a two-way street between you and your athlete. And listening to your athletes can help you get a read on their thoughts on how to improve your program. You should be wanting to improve your program constantly. You should never want to be set in your ways. By listening and communicating with your athletes, you can get an inside perspective on their thoughts on personal and team development, and it can help you develop motivators for not only that athlete as an individual, but athletes that are similar in the future. Another way to motivate your athletes is by making it fun. One way that I've chosen to do this with my team is by creating a challenge. You guys might have already heard me mention this because we're currently working on it, but my team is working on their jump drills 
challenge. The challenge is to do their jump drills every single day at home through winter break. And the person that does it the most days will be the first to select a prize from a mystery gift basket that we will be putting together. And this is a fun way to get your athletes to stay motivated because it's a fun incentive. When I asked my athletes about incentives for them, food is always a good incentive or a party is a good incentive, but we decided on a gift basket filled with goodies that they can pick from. My head coach also had the idea of challenging them with a glass jar or a glass container filled with $100 in $1 bills. And every time that an athlete doesn't commit to doing something, whether it's a stunt or a jump or a tumbling pass, we will take a dollar out of the jar so they can physically see and visualize just how much their effort and participation in the sport is worth. And with the money that is left, we will throw them a party. So there are just a few ideas that you might want to put into your program, but make it fun, give them a challenge, and encourage them to participate in those fun challenges so that we can not only improve our program and our team, but foster a great team environment. They're going to encourage each other to work towards those goals and to work on that challenge. You could also try to use competitive aspects to ignite a fire in your athletes to improve. However, be wary of pushing it too hard because it can affect your team's morale. If you place too much emphasis on winners and losers, just try not to fall back into the trap of rewarding those who are winning and punishing those who are losing. By doing this, you'll end up dividing your group. Remember, we shouldn't punish failure. We should instead take failures as improvement and steps towards success. Stay positive and encouraging in front of your players and fuel their motivation to constantly improve. If you never try, you'll never know. And if they try and fail, that is better than never trying at all. So encourage them to keep that mindset. As I stated earlier, it's important to take notice when they're doing what they should be doing and they're accomplishing their goals and they're on the right path. Show your appreciation for them when they are accomplishing those goals. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to reward them, but even just saying, hey, great job is going to make their day, I promise. And it's going to keep them wanting to be there. Think about it. At work, do you ever feel like you don't get recognized for the hard work that you're doing? And doesn't it feel great when your boss says, hey, great job on that assignment that I gave you. It looks great and you did an awesome job. That's how they feel at practice. Remember that everyone is different and your team is made up of a number of individuals. Each individual has their own goals and ways of learning. It's up to us as coaches to appeal to each one of our individuals and our athletes by tweaking our coaching style to get the best out of each athlete every single practice. In order to do so, 
we have to communicate with them and dedicate enough time to each of them to listen to their thoughts and to gather information on how to approach that individual. As I've talked about in previous episodes, setting goals is really important and setting goals is also extremely important in helping your athletes stay motivated. If they have nothing to work towards, then why are they at practice? And it's also important to empower your team. Great coaching is all about believing in your team wholeheartedly and handing that belief to them so that they can believe in themselves. You as a coach should show confidence in their ability to achieve their goals and empower your athletes to take the responsibility for their own personal development and their own trust in themselves to accomplish what they're working toward. Micromanaging your team and every single step that they take, every single incorrect thing that they do is only going to foster a more negative environment. So step back, let them lead and allow them the opportunity to rise to the occasion. You should relentlessly reward their hard work and offer positive reinforcement. Give your athletes frequent feedback and praise. Be specific with what you want them to improve on, and be sure to explain the reason why. As coaches, we are teaching our athletes. Be a good teacher by explaining why what they're doing is not beneficial or it is beneficial. Be sure to take the time to do this. One quote about motivating others is, motivation is the art of getting people to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. And that is by Dwight D. Eisenhower. If you are doing your best as a coach to motivate your athletes and they simply don't want to do it, think about those intrinsic motivators versus those extrinsic motivators and Try to inspire them from within to be passionate about the sport. If they're truly not passionate about it, then they need to find a different outlet. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to realize that this athlete is no longer an asset to our team because they are no longer in it for themselves. And if it's time to have that conversation with that athlete, then pull them aside and talk to them. It's better to have those conversations early on than to go all season with somebody who really, truly doesn't want to be there and isn't going to work hard to improve themselves or work hard for their teammates. In today's episode, we talked about how to get your athletes to stay motivated. If any of this information in this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with friends and family. To get notified when new episodes are posted, sign up for my newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Be sure to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to help support this ad-free and sponsor-free podcast, you can become a member on Patreon. Members will be able to ask me any questions for the monthly AMA audio and receive digital downloads of helpful coaching documents. Tune in for the next episode where I will be talking about team building. Thank you for listening and go be great!